Uh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, we, we slowly baited people into adopting CrossFit. You know, we have a hit program in any, any hit gym out there, you know, all these, when people are like, I love Orange Theory, I love F45, I love this. It's like they're doing EMOMs and AMRAPs and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's tr- CrossFit, that's traditional CrossFit. That's what everybody does. And, you know, what people are afraid of is the barbell. And, you know, what uh, what we've been doing lately has been, um, or in the last two years, three years, having barbell-specific classes where people could come and do uh, just barbell stuff, you know, and learn how to use it and not be intimidated of it. Um, because that's what, that's that barrier, uh, entry that people are afraid of. You know, they don't want to pick up a barbell if they don't have to, and they're not comfortable using it. And I think there's this fear around it. I don't know where it came from that people, if they pick up a barbell, get hurt. And it's such a misconception. Um, you know, I tell people, if you ever really want to get strong, you have to pick up a barbell. There's no getting around. Hi, I'm Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of All About Fitness. That voice you heard in the beginning is Kenny Santucci. Kenny is the director of the body, meaning he's the director of programming at Solace, a studio in downtown Manhattan, New York City. What that means is that Kenny is at the epicenter of fitness. He is where everything is happening. New York is one of the fitness hotspots in the world. And on this episode of All About Fitness, I sit down with Kenny to catch up with him, find out about current trends in high-intensity interval training, and find out, more importantly, about the current trends of what's going on in New York. Because, folks, whether we like it or not, what happens in New York is going to eventually happen in studios near us, no matter where you may live. So, Kenny, besides being the creative director or the director of training at the Solid Studio in New York, Kenny is also an ambassador. He's an ambassador for Michelob Ultra. He's a master trainer for Techno Gym and master trainer for Reebok. Kenny is a host for a number of events and TV events. You may have seen him on TV shows on MTV. You may have seen him covering various CrossFit events. But one of the reasons why I wanted to interview Kenny, besides taking a look at the New York, at the New York fitness market, is Kenny really is one of the most down-to-earth, genuine likable people I've met in the fitness industry. And I'm going to share some insights about Kenny as I wrap the show up. But it's a lot of fun today to sit down with Kenny Santucci out of New York City and find out what the heck is going on in fitness right now in Manhattan. Because believe it or not, what's making them sweat in Manhattan will soon enough be making you sweat in your part of the woods. So after a brief word from the sponsors of All About Fitness, we have Sam Bells and TerraCore. We're going to get right into it with Kenny Santucci from Solus Fitness in New York. It's a platform. It's a balance tool. You can do a ton of different exercises on it. Guys, you've been listening to me talk about the TerraCore. You've been hearing TerraCore ads on All About Fitness. Well, I've got great news for you. I went to the folks at TerraCore. The code AAF, I changed the code. The code AAF now gets you a 25%. That is 25% savings on a TerraCore. Use code AAF to save 25% on a TerraCore. What is TerraCore? Go to TerraCoreFitness.com. That is TerraCoreFitness.com, T-E-R-R-A, CoreFitness.com, and check out one of the coolest products in fitness. See why Men's Health voted it one of the top fitness at-home products that you should have for your workouts. Check out TerraCore Fitness on Instagram to see some amazing tricks. Again, 
Terracord now is 25% off through All About Fitness. Use code AAF to save 25% on the purchase of a Terracord. You can pick them up. You can carry them. You can lift them. You can swing them. You can throw them. You can do core training with them, metabolic conditioning with them, high-intensity interval training. Whatever you want to do with movement, you can do it with a sand bell, you can do it with soft bells, or you can do it with a vest by Hyperware. Hyperware makes some excellent products that allow you to move with extra resistance. Resistance training is what makes a difference in your body, folks. If you want to get stronger, you got to pick up something heavy. If you want to burn a few calories, you pick up something heavy a little bit faster, but do it safely. Whatever your fitness goal is, Hyperware makes a product that can help you achieve it. That's H-Y-P-E-R-Ware.com. Hyperware, makers of the vest, one of the best vests out there on the market. You can use a weighted vest. It stays close to your body, and you can do a tons of cool body weight exercises with it with a little extra weight. Hyperware also makes sand bells and soft bells, very unique weights. I love them. I use them in my book, Smarter Workouts, because they work. Use code AAF10. That's AAF10 to save 10% on the purchase of any Hyperware product and go to hyperware.com to check out their entire catalog. I'm Pete McCall, the All About Fitness, talking today with Kenny Santucci, training out of New York. Kenny, can you give us a little rundown of, of where you're training and a couple of your main gigs right now? Um, yeah, so right now I train out of Solace, New York. It's a uh, boutique CrossFit slash hit slash strength training gym. We call it strength and performance, solid strength and performance. Um, we're primarily known for our CrossFit. I feel like I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion that we'll never uh, kind of get away from that. We're kind of pictured as one of the best CrossFit gyms in the country, and you know, which is a great thing, uh, but we also offer so much more here. You know, We have a very successful hit program that we do. We have a great uh, weightlifting and strength training portion of our business. Uh, we also do a lot of private training here, um, and we have a, a really well-developed gymnastics program that was started here by uh, Dave Durante. Uh, uh, he owns Power Monkey, former Olympian. Um, so we have a lot going on here. We also have a Y7 yoga studio built into Solace. Um, you know, they rent out space from us here. So all in all, it, it's a... Uh, facility of fitness i mean everything and anything you, you could want as far as strength training and uh you know just an all-around quality membership well it's um, interesting sorry go ahead oh uh, and uh as far as everything else i get going on i get a couple like side projects that i you know working with michelob ultra and working with um fit aid and now i just started working with um i'm in talks with a couple other brands so we'll, uh, we'll see where that all goes well, that's one one of the things that's cool to see you from from a distance, man. We've known each other for a couple of years, and I yeah. see you pop up on some of these hosting and some of these like because you do some hosting for CrossFit type games and some of the competitions. How'd you get involved in that? So yeah, years ago I used to uh, I used to work in television, and I was doing a lot of hosting for them. Uh, so I, I, you know, kind of was a little passion of mine that I, I enjoy just shooting the shit. I mean. I, Anybody who's got a podcast kind of just enjoys talking or at least hearing themselves talk. So I started doing that early on, like early 2000s, 2006, 2007, working on a couple of different shows. I did some improv for a couple of years. Um, and when I met some of the guys from Fit Aid, and then I had the opportunity to work uh, at Wadapalooza and a couple other events, I kind of jumped up the opportunity. 
to either jump on the mic or do some interviews and stuff like that. So it was something that I've done all through my twenties. Um, something that I enjoyed doing and, uh, you know, it kind of carried over into the fitness space. And is that stuff that you want to do more of? I mean, cause one of the things, I guess, one of the questions I have is, and I'd love your input on this. Cause we talked about this a little bit a few months ago when I was in New York and that is like, where do you see CrossFit going? I mean, you, you, you sound a little reserved and in, in that you don't want to necessarily call solace a CrossFit gym, but we mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit and you've been involved in some of the hosting. Well, how do you see now that CrossFit's kind of involved, evolving into its second decade of existence, how do you see it evolving, Kenny? Where do you think it's going to be going the next few years? To tell you the truth, I don't really know if anybody knows where it's headed. Um, you know, uh, Coach Glassman's pretty unique guy. So, you know, what he has planned for it. Um, I, I like the approach. I like the demographic that they're going after. They're they're no longer going after the uh, the early adopter or the uh, adrenaline junkie who loves CrossFit. Um, that's who kind of jumped on board early. Like all the all the guys that you see at the games and all the people who've been doing it for you know five, six, ten plus years uh, were some of the people that saw it and weren't intimidated by it and kind of jumped at the opportunity to start work and uh, start doing these workouts and stuff. Now they're going after that. Uh, I would, I wouldn't even say second tier market. I'd say third tier of people who necessarily would never want to work out or never, you know, felt the need to, or wasn't part of their generation to work out. And they're kind of trying to draw those people in. So it, it's exciting to see where that might lead to, you know, the older demographics are our parents or, you know, people who, necessarily don't look at fitness as something they should be doing. Um, and then, you know, and then what's that going to do to the, uh, to the market of people who are already doing it or people who have believed in it for so long. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of these other, uh, other brands popping up and other events popping up where people can go and do workouts and stuff. Um, some of these like sanctioned events, they call them. So it's interesting to see how it's evolving, where it's going to go. I have no idea. I mean, I still love it. I still enjoy doing it. Um, part of the reason why we took it out of the, uh, the name and the branding for so long here in New York is because we would constantly get that. We'd constantly get people who are like, CrossFit's intimidating. I don't want to do CrossFit. I don't like CrossFit. CrossFit. So all we had to do is take it out of the name for people to kind of digest it a little bit easier. You see, and I like that, Kenny, because I'm one of these guys where you get people out there, especially in podcast land, right? You get people out there that are either like pro CrossFit, like everything, everything fits in the realm of CrossFit. If it's not CrossFit, mm-hmm. then it's not fitness. And then you get the people who who do nothing but bash CrossFit and say, oh, it's junk, it's this, it's that. Me, I'm relatively agnostic. Any format has its benefits in any format has its downfalls. I just really, I really like the fact that you guys kind of like took a step back and said, Hey, we want to engage people with this. We don't want to use the name to intimidate. We want to engage people with high intensity training. Has that shift been, how, how have you seen that shift kind of turn out at your studio? Has that made a huge difference in getting more people involved? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, we, we slowly baited people into adopting CrossFit. You know, we have a hit program in any any hit gym out there. You know, all these when people are like, I love Orange Theory, I love F forty five, I love this. It's like, 
they're doing imams and amraps and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's tr- CrossFit. That's traditional CrossFit. That's what everybody does. And, you know, what people are afraid of is the barbell. And, you know, what uh, what we've been doing lately has been, um, or in the last two years, three years, having barbell-specific classes where people could come and do uh, just barbell stuff, you know, and learn how to use it and not be intimidated of it. Um because that's what that's that barrier of uh, entry that people are afraid of. You know, they don't want to pick up a barbell if they don't have to, and they're not comfortable using it. And I think there's this fear around it. I don't know where it came from that people, if they pick up a barbell, get hurt. And it's such a misconception. Um, you know, I tell people if you ever really want to get strong, you have to pick up a barbell. There's no getting around it. No, I agree 100%. Well, let me ask you a question, Kenny, because you, you're pretty upfront about having made a huge transition yourself when you were younger. When, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're pretty upfront about having made a huge transition and a huge change in your body yourself when you were younger. Were you, can you remember back to when you first started fitness? Was it intimidating for you to walk into the gym for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. I never really felt, I mean, kind of, that's kind of how I, uh, how I approach a lot of my clients. I understand what that feels like to walk into a setting, um, where you, you're not fully comfortable with what's going on and, you know, where you fit into that space. Um, so making it digestible for them to come in and feel comfortable about working out and, you know, being around all these people who are in a lot better shape than you, um, people, I, I, I get that feeling. So what we do is we kind of ease people into it. You know, we, we get them moving, doing just body weight stuff, simple stuff, maybe some kettlebells and maybe some kettlebell stuff, maybe some dumbbell stuff, and then slowly start to push them into it. And, you know, it, it, lengthens the uh the time of our our members you know uh or the lifeline of our members because they'll come in and they'll get used to the body weight stuff and you know when we get into some of the gymnastics and some of the the uh the more simple stuff and then we slowly start to have, uh, push them if they're interested in it and want to get better you know we start to slowly push them into some of our barbell classes whether it's a strength class um, or a, a weightlifting class, something along those lines where they can understand how to use it and not fear it any longer. And and how what's that feel like as a coach, Kenny, when you see somebody make that transition who may have been a little bit hesitant or may have been a little bit shy, and all of a sudden, you know, three months, six months, nine months later, they're gripping and ripping and just having a blast with, with the barbell training and other high-intensity formats. Oh, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, we all know what that feels like to have a, uh, to have a, whether it's a member of the gym or a client that's, you know, has evolved and you watch them evolve and you had part of that and you sat in on that journey with them. It, it's unbelievable. You know, it's it's the best part of the job. You know, you can do it all day long um, and it never really gets old. You, you watch these people transform from, you know, basically a scared kid they they don't want to be here they you know they're doing it because their doctor told them to or you know they feel they need to or whatever it may be and then they come in and it's like they become the life of the party they want to be involved they want to chat with everybody they want to you know absorb everything and anything that comes their way as far as fitness goes so it's pretty cool 
And I think that's one of the things that, that maybe some of the CrossFit boxes really don't get credit for is the fact oh, that they sure. are a very welcoming community. And I, and I think that, yes, people feel intimidated walking in there. But I also think at the same time, from what I've seen, it's a very welcoming community. How do you guys try to create that atmosphere at Solace? Um, well, I, I believe everything starts at the front desk. If you walk into a gym and the front desk people are welcoming, um, it always feels good. It feels good when somebody knows your name. It feels good when somebody uh, kind of makes you feel comfortable. So I mean, I think it always starts as soon as you walk in the door and then who they meet on that journey day one will uh, definitely affect the way they feel about the gym. I, I did this little drill with uh, some of my friends yesterday. I said, think about a teacher or someone in your past that you either really like or really hate. And you don't necessarily remember what actually happened or where it was or what was going on, but you remember how that person made you feel. Right. So this is the gym is a setting where people walk in and they'll remember how they felt when they first walked in there. You know, I was a kid. I I remember the first gym I walked into and, or I belonged to, aside from my high school gym, um, was a place called Platinum Fitness in New Jersey. And, you know, I just never felt good about it. You know, I would go there because it was the only show in town. I mean, this I'm talking about 1999, 2000, maybe. I was started going there. And, you know, I, I never liked the people there. <laughs> I never liked any of the upper management. I thought they were all assholes. And for me, I I remember saying to my brother, we were working out, we were like benching one day. I'm like, you know what? One day I'm going to have a gym and I'm going to say hello to everybody and everybody's going to feel good about being here and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because these guys are assholes. So I remember that. And that was 20 years ago. And then if you, but then if, I'm just thinking about that, Kenny, because you're also talking, that brings up to mind, like the whole Northern New Jersey, you know, weightlifting, you know, bodybuilding subculture. Do you think that that, that the whole background of fitness and coming from the bodybuilding community, do you think that still continues to be? Because I think for some people, it excites them. Some people get into fitness because they want to look like a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. But yet for some people, I think it still might be intimidating. Do you think that kind of like that holdover from the bodybuilding days is still an intimidation factor? Oh, listen, I think there's so much. I mean, I don't, to tell you the truth, I can't even judge like what the, what the uh, interest levels are in bodybuilding. Um, I had just ran, you know, kind of was scrolling through Instagram and came across a girl who I haven't seen in quite some time. And she used to be really into bodybuilding, ripped up a great body. And then now she's a bit thicker and she's into powerlifting and stuff. And it's great. I love to see that journey. Um, and she kind of, she had put up a post a couple of weeks ago about how her body feels so much better because she doesn't do power, uh, uh, bodybuilding anymore and how her body's changed and how she feels so much better and all these things. And I'm like, wow, that I never indulged. I love training the bodybuilding way. I love doing barbell curls and incline bench press and, you know, you know, if I'm in a regular gym or like a global gym, I love using a lot of the machines and stuff as well. But to do some of the the dieting that they do, it's unpractical. It's it's not sustainable. You know, the people who do it and are really good at it, um, God bless them. But I think for the average person, there it's it's you know you can't sustain that type of uh, 
life, you know, eating like that. I have a friend who's, you know, she had just became a model recently. Uh, she's a little bit older. She's about 33, beautiful girl. And she, um, she's doing this like crazy diet right now. And I was like, how long do you think you're going to last on this? I was like, and when you come off, I go, understand that you're probably going to put on some weight pretty quick because you're, you're dropping weight so fast and your body's always hungry. Um, so training bodybuilding, I love the, uh, the world of bodybuilding and like what they have to do to get to that point. I mean, I, I admire it. It's impressive. Um, the guys who've been doing it for, you know, 10 plus years or even five plus years. So impressive, but I don't, I can't gauge the interest of people when they, uh, when they want to do that stuff. It, it, for me, it's like, I've lived in gyms since I was 15 years old. And, you know, for me, it's, it's so far out there. I, I want to look good. I want to feel good, but not at that cost because I'm no longer feeling good. I'm pissed off all the time because I'm hungry. <laughs> and I think that's what people don't realize. I mean, because you, in order to get those appearances, it really is a lot of manipulation. So what are some of I mean, you have the bodybuilding go-tos, yet for someone like yourself that's coaching a lot, you got a lot of things going on. What are your, some of your go-to workouts? Oh, man, I there's stuff. I, I, I like a little bit of everything. And I, I program this way, too, for for class and stuff as well. So I like the CrossFit stuff, you know, the EMOMs, the AMRAPs, the, the high-intensity, you know, high-volume type stuff. And then I love the traditional barbell, uh, you know, barbell training, whether it's uh, a, a weightlifting style, you know, keeping the reps low, but, you know, working up to heavy weight or it's, uh, you know, I love conjugate method. I love doing their stuff. Like anything West Side Barbell, I like their stuff. But I just bounce between all that stuff so much that I never, I just enjoy working out. I, I love the thrill working out. And I love the functional stuff. I love uh, kettlebell work. I love doing, um, you know, sled pushes. I mean, everything and anything that I can get my heart rate up on a daily basis. I mean, I have, I have a consistent program that I follow right now for just like squats and deadlifts. But everything else is kind of like choose your own adventure. But I like doing imams where it's like accomplish something every minute and then move on and doing that for like 15, 20 minutes. That's kind of like my go-to. That's what I like to do with kettlebell swings. I love using the GHD for everything and anything, um, whether it's like hyperextensions or uh, GHC sit-ups or um, back extensions, whatever it may be. And then, you know, using the skier, I, I enjoy using the skier a lot. Um, I think I've burnt myself out on the rower. I love rowing though. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, I've just been using it so much. I'm like, I, I can't even look at it. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, pull-ups, any, any body weight strength training stuff I enjoy as well. Well, I'm just, <clears> it's funny because as you're going through this, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, just a couple minutes ago, we're talking about, like the old weightlifting, you know, you're talking about the first gym you went into 20 years ago. And just, this is just an example of how much fitness has changed in the last number of years. Oh, yeah. Because 20 years ago, you walked into a facility, you had none of that equipment. None. You had machines and you had treadmills and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I went into that gym, I mean, me and my brother, like my, my first lifting partner was my older brother and we would go into the gym together and we'd like rip pages out of like muscle fitness or uh, muscle development. And, and there were these like long workouts, like four sets of 10, four sets of 12, five sets of 10, whatever it may be. And 
we'd go in there and try to do them. And it was like all chest workouts. So we'd go from regular bench press to incline bench press to bench press to incline flies to cable flies. Um, you know, and then you'd burn out your triceps for the next hour, you know, and this is what we were doing in high school, but that wasn't necessarily making me a better athlete because I was lifting weights. You know, it was, there's no, you know, there, there's not a lot of transfer. Um, but we, you know, I remember being in high school, my senior high school, and my, my coach would put us through workouts at the end of class that were uh, very CrossFit-esque. It was like, you know, or interval training, basically. Um, you know, it was one minute worth of bench press. Get as many reps as you can at 135, and then uh, 185, get as many squats as you can. And then it was push-ups, and we would obviously throw in curls in there. We would do all this stuff. And it, a lot of it was taken from the, uh, you know, kind of wrestlers of the uh, 80s and like early 90s, you know, like the Brand Brothers and, uh, uh, you know, the Devlins and these guys. So it was cool to try these workouts and stuff that, you know, are so relevant right now. Like when I think back, I'm like, oh, I was doing that in high school. We were doing stuff like that. And the other thing I want to check in with you on this, and, and this is for listeners because we've known each other for a few years yeah. now, but now that you're, now that you're kind of, as we're all getting a little bit older and you notice that your, your body is transitioning a little bit, how have you adjusted your workouts? Cause now I think you're in your, you're, you're transitioning from your early thirties to your right up in, are you in your mid thirties or, or is my memory fading? I'm going to have to probably go with my memory. Um, no, fading. no, I'm 36. So I'm, I'm getting up there. I'm right there with you. Well, this isn't. <laughs> but have you noticed that? Because I noticed Kenny, like when I hit 35, I know I almost, it was like almost overnight. I noticed an immediate difference in my body. Have you been noticing that? And how have you, how have you been adjusting your workouts as a result? I mean, of that? I have to adjust my, uh, my workouts and my, my diet. You know, I used to be able to get away with a little bit more, even always like being a heavy kid, like you always have the ability to become heavy again, right? Like the, or, you know, it's there that you could, uh, you can gain weight again pretty easily. Um, so I've always had to watch what I ate and constantly go to the gym. But yes, as you get older, I mean, you have to do twice as much. And now you have to do twice as much work because I can't just jump into workouts like I used to. When I was you know, in my 20s and when I was in high school, I didn't even know what the fuck a warm-up was. I was like, warm-up? No. You just start <laughs> benching, you know? Um, so for me now, I... Uh, I have to spend 15, 20 minutes of, uh, you know, just kind of warming my body up, doing some stretches, getting mobile for whatever task I'm going to do. And I have some go-to warm-ups that I, I enjoy doing. And I even have some of the classes do here, uh, just some general stuff that kind of makes you feel good all around. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I try to kind of stick with that to get me ready, but I'll, there'll be like mini workouts or like lightweight workouts. You know, um, I actually got the chance to, I, I've known Corey Gregory for a couple of years now and uh, he was here for a couple of days and he showed me some cool stuff that he likes doing. So I incorporate some of that stuff into my, into my warm up. But for the most part, I'll kind of just hit the bike and do some ballistic stuff to kind of get my body prepped and ready to work out. And then from there, I'll, uh, I'll begin my workouts, but yes, working out has become a little bit longer of a process 
as far as a warm up, and then a little bit shorter of a process when it's when you're talking about you know climbing and banging and heavy weights and shit like that. Because definitely, yeah, in the last couple of years, I've I've slowed down significantly. Well, and I think that's important to hear because you know that is one thing that that age catches up with a lot of us. But one thing that the, that I want to point out is mobility workouts can actually be a pretty good workout, oh, correct? Sure. I mean, if all you're doing is like move nat or mobility, what are like how do how do you use mobility workouts? Do you use them as a standalone workout on those days you don't necessarily yeah. want to crush so yourself? I'll do uh, like the days I'm kind of feeling sore. It's like I want to still get in here and do something. So I'll do a lot of like banded work and mobility work and um, kind of lightweight body weight. Uh, type of workouts so stuff like wing rows and band pull-aparts and uh you know turkish get-ups like the other day i did like a turkish get-up kind of light sled push workout for 20 minutes you know i just kept going back and forth and i felt great afterwards and i wasn't really crushing myself i wasn't moving fast i wasn't lifting anything crazy heavy um it was just kind of way to get me moving get me stabilized feel pretty good about the uh feel pretty good about myself that day and that's because I think that's one thing that people think, right? Is they think they always need to crush themselves every time they yeah. come into the gym. How do you guys coach yeah, that? That's, at that's definitely a young man's game for sure. I think people want to come in and, you know, go balls to the wall every time. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and this. And we have, you know, I think we've, we've kind of drifted away from it a little bit uh, with our membership base here that they have to do two or three classes a day, you know? And I said, listen, why don't you do one really well? and stop doing 50 classes or whatever the hell you're doing in a week. You know, do, do one really good today and one really good tomorrow and kind of balance that with some, uh, you know, some stuff that feels good, whether it's a yoga class or, you know, um, a spin class or something like that. You don't have to go balls to the wall every time you come in here. Um, and I think at first people were doing that, um, you know, and then they started to see the light and they're like, oh, okay, there is something to what they're saying. Because I see it. And, you know, I, I forget where I read the article about it, but uh, when you take two or maybe even three days off and you kind of come back in and try to do the same thing that you were doing the three days prior to that, you're going to feel the effects, not that day, but two days later, you know, or a day later, you're going to start to feel that okay, my body was sedentary for X amount of time and now I'm ramping it up and my soreness levels are going to go up and I'm not going to be able to perform the way I thought I would be just because I jumped back in. Or these people, it's like, it's, I, I compare it to sleep. You know, you can't um, come back into a workout and be like, oh, I missed two days, so I'm going to do triple the amount of work today. You know, you can't really do that. You just got to trust the process and stay on that path and not try to uh overload your body because you might have missed like if i didn't sleep this weekend because i was out partying all weekend i'm not going to sleep all day today and think i made up for what i lost those two days yeah no. right it doesn't work like that unfortunately i don't think it does hey what what is what is you you have your team yeah. beautiful what what is that and what do you what are you trying uh, to do what do it with was that? uh it kind of it started when I was on TV and stuff, it started like when I would do my interviews, I would just kind of do these wrestling promos, you know, growing up, I was a big fan of the wrestling world. Um, you know, the, the Mr. Perfects and uh, Rick Rudes of the world. Like I would, I have an older brother. So when we used to 
wrestle and stuff as kids. And he would always be the good guy, and I have to be the bad guy. So I started to admire the bad guys and their rants and the things they would say and all the stuff. And um, so when I got on television, I would just do these wrestling promos all the time. I started calling myself Mr. Beautiful. I always say, because Mr. Wonderful and Mr. Perfect are taken. So I had to be Mr. Beautiful. <laughs> so, so I started doing that as just a joke, and then it kind of caught on on TV and you know, still to this day, you know, I haven't been on television eight years. Um, and still to this day, people come up to me and they'll be like, oh, you're Mr. Beautiful. I'm like, well, I, there's a hundred other names I could be called that are way worse than that. So I'll, I'll take Mr. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> I know, when I, started, when yeah, I right. started doing training, I started to realize like the beauty is in the process. You know, when people adopt this lifestyle, when they start to adopt the, um, enjoying their fitness journey and coming in and working on it day in and day out. Um, it doesn't matter what you look like. We always say that beauty is, you know, these bodybuilders and these freak athletes and all this stuff. And, you know, that's, that's not obtainable for the average person. So I just say like anybody who's working on themselves, trying to become better is team beautiful. You know, cause so I started saying, it. I was like, obviously I'm the figurehead. So I'll be Mr. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it kind of started when I was working at Equinox about eight or 10 years ago. Um, and I just started, you know, kind of making t-shirts and shit and made a, a logo for it. It was kind of just a fun thing for me. I never even charge people really for the shirts. I kind of give them out to anybody who wants them. Um, but yeah, it was started as a fun thing. It's a joke and it's evolved ever since. Well, I think what the next question I had, though, was about community, because one thing that I've seen you do over the years, Kenny, is you're really good at building community. What is it? Why? You know, why is that so important to you? I mean, you're not just a coach, but you're somebody that tries to you're not just somebody who shows up, coaches a class and takes off. But you really try to build community among the people that you serve. What's um, so important about that? I don't know. I, I, to tell you the truth, I tell people all the time that everybody has their special gifts. Everybody has something that they're drawn to, you know, like a an athlete, you never have to tell them. Yeah, I, I went to go see Michael Phelps talk a couple of months ago and it was it was just built in him to be such a savage athlete to like get in the pool and, you know, kind of turn off the rest of the world and just go, you know. Um, I don't have that ability. I, I've never been the best athlete. I've never been the strongest athlete. I've never been the fastest. Um, but I do enjoy the the fitness space a lot. Like, I love it. I love indulging in anything within the fitness space or wellness space. <clears throat> so for me, um, what I really enjoy is connecting with people and interacting with people and hearing people's stories and, you know, uh, creating that community aspect. I, there's nothing that feels better to me. So no one's ever told me to do it. No one's ever gave me a, a blueprint on how to do it. It's kind of just something I gravitated towards. I want everybody to be involved. Um, since I was a kid, I was like that. I I never wanted people to feel left out. You know, if I was having a party, I wanted everybody there. Um, and I'm the same way now. You know, no matter what I'm doing, I the more people, the better. You know, my ex-girlfriend used to get so pissed at me because, you know, she was, she was the exact opposite of me. She'd rather it just be me and her and we'd just hang out and blah, blah, blah. I'd always invite everybody over our apartment. And she's like, why do I have to come home to 80 people all the time? And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. I figured if one person's here, might as well have five, you know? Um, so that's, I don't know. It's 
just always the way I've operated. It's, it kind of just happens. That's and that's interesting to see because I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, I want to wrap up the conversation here, Kenny, with talking a little bit about kind of where you see some of the trends going because one of the trends that, that I think we can both agree on is seeing like the mirror and, and seeing the streaming workouts like Peloton. And while they do create a community of sorts, I really don't think I, I don't think the, the community experience at a gym or at a studio, especially like what you've created, is ever going to be replaced. So I don't, I'm not worried about, about streaming workouts taking place at studios, but what, how do you think that fitness is going to evolve in the next, I mean, like, what are you seeing in Manhattan? You're yeah. right in the center of like the trends of everything. What are you seeing and what, how do you think I've it's going to evolve over the next couple of years? About a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, people were jumping on board. They're like, oh, there's all this exciting new technology and we could do this and we could do that. And it's still very relevant. You know, people are doing it. But for me, and I know I'm not the only person who feels like that, there, you can never recreate human interaction. You know, it feels so good. You want that. And like, that's what drew me to CrossFit. I loved CrossFit, you know, the methodology, but I also love the community. I think if you ask any CrossFit around the world, what first drew them in and still, you know, what they find so special is the community aspect. And for me to, you know, plug in and just ignore the rest of the world because that's the way I train and I'm watching someone in a mirror or on a tablet. I'm like, well, I'm going to get lost because this person's really not here. They don't give a shit about me. I, I could have triple the amount of success for my workout if I go and do it with a friend or I, I gamify it with a group of people. You know, that that feels so much better. So. Every, like I said from the beginning, you know, you never remember what you've done, but you, or what someone's done, but you remember how they made you feel, you know, and if you could feel good, everything we do is based on the way we feel, you know, we wear certain clothes because it makes us feel good. We eat certain food because it makes us feel good. We hang out with certain people because it makes us feel good. Everything's about feel, you know, everything's about being loved. And when you surround yourself with that, um, you know, I don't think there's a machine on the planet that could do that. I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, <clears throat> there's probably not one yet. I'm sure they'll fucking figure out something. <laughs> Some sickos out there. Making... <laughs> yeah, I think I think the folks yeah. in the San Fernando Valley are trying to come up yeah, with that. Yeah, they're trying to come up with something to replace that. But that's one of the things I love about. <laughs> and that's one of the things I love about talking to you, Kenny, because you always like, you know, when we first met, you know, you come across as like a, this northern New Jersey guy. You've been on TV yet at the heart of it. You really care. You, you honestly yeah. do have a you care about people and you care about people, you know, here at Solace, all the coaches have two jobs, right? We need to keep people safe. So keep them moving the right way. And there's a lot that falls under that. Keep them moving the right way. Explain it to them. Give a shit about how you're teaching them. Give them the best program you possibly can. You know, all that falls under keeping someone safe. Am I doing what's best for this person? And number two is keeping them happy. You know, and keeping them happy means getting them results, keeping them uh, involved in the community, making them feel like they're at home. Like those are the two things that are most important. If you're doing those things to the best of your ability, then we'll never have a problem with memberships. We'll never have a problem with, you know, paying anybody. We'll never, those issues will never exist. 
And I think if everybody operates under that, whether I start a coffee shop or I'm making, a, you know, a, I have a backpack company or whatever it is, if I'm making the best quality product that I can and servicing my community the best of my ability, then I'm going to be successful. I think that I think people think of success, um, you know, nowadays you're seeing it with all this technology. It's like, all right, how can we create the best product to make the most money. I think there are people who are drawn by money and there are people who are drawn to relationships. And I think if you always have people's best intentions involved, then I think those people are successful. No, and that's definitely what I've seen. You know, that's how I've seen you operate from the past number of years. How can people, how can people follow along with you? I mean, I know you're, you're very active on social media. You also have a website, well, how can people um, engage I'm you and follow along with what you're up to? On Instagram, um, it's just an easy go-to. Um, so at Kenny Santucci on Instagram, um, I have a little event I started uh, called uh, Strong New York uh, that we run out of Solace here. Uh, it's a great little event that I bring in people like yourself um, who are educators in the in the fitness space or nutrition or wellness or whatever it may be. Um, and we kind of have them kind of teach our community and anybody else who wants to jump on board about, uh, you know, understand their bodies more and understanding and celebrating fitness uh, for a weekend. Uh, we do that in like November, December. Um, I have a little event called Crunch and Brunch on Instagram. It's at uh, Crunch and Brunch. Um, so we do, we partner up with different brands and different restaurants and stuff. And we do a little workout and then, you know, go and eat afterwards it's a, it's another way to build community and congregate and kind of have fun you know i started about three four years ago i was leaving work on a saturday and i was like oh i'm gonna go get brunch who wants to come and i had 15 people come with me and i'm like all right well i might as well just like formally make this something um so and it's two things i enjoy doing it's like oh i could work out and then i could go eat so two of my favorite things um and then uh <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's about it right now um but always kind of hustling and making things fun i actually we're doing i work with Michelob and we're doing a couple of fitness events across the country uh i'm doing one in chicago on july i think it's the 12th or 13th 13th 14th it's that weekend um and i'll be out there do uh mc in a big fitness event so that should be fun and then i'll be in San Francisco. Yeah, Michelob Ultra. And that's with, called, Mi- that's uh, with Michelob Ultra? By Michelob Ultra. And uh, I'll be in Chicago with them in July. And then August, I think we'll be in San Francisco. And then uh, we'll be in Austin for like a big fitness influencer event uh, at the end of September. So they're, they're doing some really cool stuff. You know, when people, I've been with them for three years now. When I first got on board, people were like, what is Michelob about to do with fitness? I was like, it has to do with everything with fitness. You know, because they're health conscious or, you know, health and wellness and uh, conscious brand um, that understands that, you know, it's not just about lifting weights. It's about the community aspect, you know, and everything we just talked about. And after I finish a marathon or a long race or a hard workout, I'm like, I'll have a beer. Yeah. And if it's low calorie, that's even better. So that's kind of how I signed on board with them because their their message kind of aligns with the way I am. So 
Well, I think that, and that's, but one of the things I've seen in their advertising is they really kind of, and that's the other half of exercise, right? Just what you're doing is the socialization. And it's kind of interesting to see that I'm going back to my rugby days and we considered a beer or, or lager after, after yeah. rugby matches as part of the recovery process. Cause you do have carbohydrate in there and you do have protein. So there is yeah, theoretically. Recovery I, I, I feel better when I have a beer afterwards. Like it's, it's enjoyable. So, and, uh, it, yeah. Uh, that's awesome stuff, man. Hey, Kenny, man, I appreciate your time. I really appreciate the opportunity to catch up with you and find out what's happening. And especially, you know, just, I mean, you're, you, I see your finger on the pulse. I see you doing so much. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of introduce you to my listeners. And so if listeners are looking for somebody really great to follow, who's really kicking some tail in the fitness space, I think, Kenny, I, you're one of the people they should, should pay attention from to. you, it means a lot because I've admired you from the first time I heard you talk when we were at the... Uh, I mean, God, this is going to be, what, five, six years ago when we were up at Reebok. And I'm like, this dude is awesome. You know, and I'm sure your listeners already know that because they listen to you. But you are uh, definitely one of the guys I, I look up to, for sure. You know, guys like you have paved the way for the next generation of trainers. So keep doing what you're doing as well. Before I share a few thoughts about, you know, kind of how important this interview is, I want to take a moment and say thank you to those of you who have taken the time recently to leave a review on, on various websites. You know how this works. The more reviews that All About Fitness has and the, and the better reviews it has, the higher up in the search rankings it goes. And I'm trying to bring you the information about fitness and exercise that will help you enhance your quality of life. I don't have an agenda other than trying to sell my book and other than trying to bring you good information. I really, I'm not trying to push pills on you. I'm not trying to push supplements on you. I am certainly, if you heard my conversation with Tony Gentlecore a couple episodes back, I am not trying to push any type of biohacking crap that I may or may not be doing. All I'm trying to do is share my passion for fitness with you. And if you want to learn more about exercise, if you want to learn more about the types of exercise that can help enhance your quality of life, please check out my book, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. I've spent more than 20 years educating or almost 20 years educating personal trainers, and I can use that. That's what I use in the book to help educate you about the best exercise for your needs. Now, as Kenny alluded right at the end, we met a few years ago at a project we had worked on. He was a Reebok ambassador, or is a Reebok ambassador, and I was doing a couple uh, talks there for the Reebok ambassadors. And it, at first, you know, when you meet somebody like Kenny, I had heard he'd been on a couple MTV shows. You know, I forget whether it's Road Rules, Real World, whatever, one of those. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, great. Just another, you know, model, wannabe trainer, whatever, actor. But Kenny is really one of the coolest dudes. I mean, I honestly, I, I will admit this, you know, and, and Kenny, if you're listening still, I think you know this. I have a major man crush on Kenny. I mean, come on. The dude is just down to earth. He's just a nice guy. And, and what's important is he really is sincere. I mean, you hang out around Kenny and he's one of these people. I don't know if it's his Italian background. I don't know if it's just the family he grew up in. But Kenny's one of these people that embraces you and brings you in. You know, he's talking about this breakfast thing that he does after, you know, he does this brunch thing after workouts. That is genuine. Kenny doesn't just want you to come work out. He wants to in, in, embrace you and engage you. And we need more trainers like this. What I'm going to be doing over the course of, and I'm not doing a specific series, but what I'll be doing is I'm going to be doing a series of interviews. You know, these aren't national figures. Kenny may or may not be a national figure. He does some ambassador stuff. He has a pretty high profile on social media channels. But what I want to do is bring you some insights into real-life personal trainers and instructors about what they're doing because I want you to see the passion that these people have. You know, somebody like Kenny, 
phenomenal looking guy. He, he's, a, he's been a model. He could be a model. I don't know. He's an actor. I don't know what all of his personal goals are, but this is somebody who could take himself way too seriously, yet he doesn't. He makes everybody else a priority. He makes helping you learn how to lift properly a priority. He helps you becoming comfortable around working out a priority. So Kenny is definitely one of these people that we need more of in the fitness industry. That's why I wanted to highlight him on All About Fitness is so you can hear about the people that are out there doing great stuff. There's so many people out there, especially when it comes to something like CrossFit and high-intensity interval training. There's so many people out there that they give it a bad name because they're trying to push you too hard. They're, they're not teaching you how to do it the safe way. They're not teaching you effective technique. So when I meet somebody like Kenny and I meet a program like Solace that's doing it the right way, that's what I want to feature on there. That, you know, you have all this nonsense about, yeah, this, this is, you know, people get hurt doing this. Anything you do, you could get hurt. Walking down the stairs at your house, you could get hurt. Getting in and out of the bathtub, you get hurt. Do not be afraid of equipment like the barbell. Do not be afraid of equipment like the kettlebell. As long as you have a good coach like Kenny Santucci who can teach you how to use it properly. There should be no piece of equipment in the gym that intimidates you. What you have to do is find the coach that can help you learn how to use it and engage you so you become more comfortable around the exercise environment. And that is why I want to have Kenny Santucci on the show. He is one of those genuine people. We need to clone him and put more of him in the fitness industry because if we have more trainers like Kenny, then, whoo, man, we could do great things and you would feel great things with every workout that you did. If you want to catch up with me, you can, you can reach me on Instagram. I put a lot of fitness content on Instagram, especially for those of us over the age of 40. My Instagram handle is Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness. It's not, hey, look at my booty. It's, hey, here's how you can move to, make your, to give yourself a healthier, happier life. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness on Instagram. You can reach me, Pete at Pete McCall Fitness. That's Pete at Pete McCall Fitness on email. If you have any questions, comments, you want to try to get a guest on the show, please reach out to me there. Thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.